0: Yeah, we'll keep our skates on and uh, head right over to uh, to Ray Shorrox, the chairman and uh, large shareholder of Galilee Energy,
1: um, ASX code GLL. Ray's background um, and he's likely known to to many of you. He spent 30 years in investment banking, primarily in the resources sector,
0: Um, left investment banking to pursue working for three resource companies, uh, which are all listed on the ASX. Uh, Two of those are gold companies, Bellevue, uh, BGL, and uh, Autico, AUT, and um, Ray has joined us previously um, to discuss uh, Autico on one of the Meet the CEO sessions. Um, obviously, with market caps of um, 865 for Bellevue and 320 for Autico, um those uh, those companies have uh, have done some good things. Uh, today, Ray is going to tell you about his third company. Uh, he is the chairman of Galilee Energy, uh, GLL, as I said, a coal seam project up in Queensland, um, and uh, really share why he thinks Galilee has some near-term catalysts uh, that could provide for a strong re-rating uh, across, um, across that share in uh, in the coming months. So um, really Ray's uh, mandate for getting involved in, in resource companies, as we've um, learned over the last uh, few months listening to him, is that uh, they need to have size, scale, global significance, and can turn into Tier 1 assets. Uh, so Ray, over to you to, um, to talk us through the Galilee Energy story and um, some of these characteristics that it has.
2: Thank you very much, thanks Warwick, and thank you everyone for joining this webinar. Um, before we get started, I want you to understand a few things about Galilee. It's an exciting company. One is this is a very, very large asset, uh, one that will transform the nature of the East Coast gas markets. Um, it has a fantastic management team, all of which, board and management included, have worked on coal seam gas in the past, and have success to their names. The third thing I want you to remember as I go through this presentation is that we're almost there. A lot of time and a lot of energy has been put into this company and this six-spot pilot, vertical pilot we're about to embark upon is not from a standing start, but from a sprint. So there's the disclaimer, as you would see. I I really encourage you to read that because we were all talking about some forward-looking statements. It's no coincidence that I put this up first. It's about the team. Um, you, you heard from Warwick before about my background, so no need for me to go down that path. Peter Lanson, the managing director of this particular company, uh, has great pedigree. He has started he cut his teeth at Santos, moved to uh, Origin Energy and uh, was the 2IC to Eastern Star Gas when they developed up the Narrabri asset. That Narrabri asset was sold to Santos for the princely sum of a billion dollars. Dr David King, non-executive director, likewise has great pedigree in the resources sector, is uh, on the number of resources board and is a specialist in the CSG area. Also worked uh, and governed Eastern Star Gas. Stephen Kellerman, another non-executive director, was responsible for all of Santos's non-conventional gas assets and has a great pedigree with respect to getting those and buying those assets. Some of the best-performing Australian assets uh, are are a direct responsibility to Stephen. Gordon Greve is uh, another non-executive director. He's the chairman of Harper Alderman, a a large legal firm here in Australia. Um, There's our share price, generally speaking. We've got a very unchallenging market cap. And I'll run you through why that's not challenging. We've got cash in the bank. Uh, $22 million to embark upon all of the projects I'm going to talk to you about. No debt and a very unchallenging enterprise value. So these are the themes I'm going to take you through. This this is a major gas resource. Uh, it's material. It will change the East Coast dynamic with respect to gas. We're talking about a 3C contingent resource, a 5.3. TCF, it's a trillion cubic feet of gas. It's very, very large. If that was to come on stream, which it won't because you can't get all of that gas, but if it were to give you an example of the size of this asset, it would, it would fuel a whole of the East Coast for eight years alone. We've got that capital I talked about before, $22 million in the bank to take on the next part of this journey that we're on. We happen to be in a fantastic market for gas. Uh, The East Coast dynamic really works in our favour, and I'll take you through that as well during this. Significant upside in that all of the assets that we own are 100% owned by us. That gives us great optionality, both in terms of farm outs, acquisitions or or divestments. So much easier when you own 100% of your equity. And, of course, some of the other assets outside the Glenaris island that we're currently working on and focused
1: upon uh, come with very low cost development. East Coast Dynamics. Um, I'll let you read that slide
2: at your, at your convenience, but the two things you should focus on are the two graphs on the right hand side of the page. They show quite dramatically the shortage of gas coming uh, that we will soon suffer. Um, there's no such thing as a single gas price for this East Coast market. Uh, People are constantly badgering on about these low gas prices, but there's been a suppressed uh, LNG spot price uh, simply due to the the low oil price and the COVID related issues that come with that. Um, An increased supply therefore diverted from LNG producers to our domestic market has resulted in some lower current prices as the East Coast market is linked to the global LNG market. Just remember that, that link is very very important. Spot gas prices in Sydney are trading around $4 a gigajoule but contract prices last reported by ACCC is in the $9 to $12 gigajoule range as that graph at the bottom on the right hand side shows you quite clearly. The cheap spot price on day one can't be compared to uh, a price offered under a 10-year deal. I mean, you just need to look at some of the contract uh, pricing that's been done over the last 12 months to see that no, any one-day price for gas does not equate to a contract price. Um, you would have noticed a lot of the managing directors and, and chair people of uh, their gas suppliers of late have been talking about gas prices are not here to stay. Expect them to increase. Mid-term you know, domestic and international markets are heading into a shortage of gas. Right? That's just what's happening. Despite the current blood that we may see, it's a very short-term glut. A rebound in LNG demand is anticipated. So we're moving into
1: a dynamic, which is very, very good for us. And at a time, which is very good for us. Our asset, the Glenaris project. It's
2: had a lot of money spent to date. Uh, we will take that over a hundred million dollars in our next phase of uh, development. You can see here, it's over 4,000 square kilometers of uh, uh, project area of tenement space. And we have in a lot of data here. One thing that people fail failed to realize, not only do we have a great infrastructure sitting on site, but we also have a lot of data about all the different areas that we intend to explore and exploit in this asset. So our existing assets is a $6 million water storage facility, which holds 450 megaliters. We have all the gathering equipment, uh, subsurface, surface equipment, and we have obviously the flare for the gas, which we currently are producing, albeit under commercial rates. Um, our expenditures advance the project to a significant contingent resource. You can see there, that our 2C and 3C is huge. One would argue it's the most, one of the largest on the east coast of Australia, uh, save Shell and some of the Chinese uh, with larger volumes, but we, amongst our peers we would be the highest resource base by a long way. And we own all of these assets 100%,
1: not to be underestimated. So, before I get into the meat, of what we're doing here at this at this
2: at this uh, pilot, so I want to talk to you about some of the infrastructure that sits here and the land that we operate on. As you can see in that top picture, it's flat, open grazing land. Most of the landholders own more than fifty thousand acres each. Uh, it used to be a, a quite a big food bowl. Uh, currently, under drought over the last nine or so years, um, you'd expect. Uh, low field development costs here because of this very flat area for us to work within. We have really strong stakeholder relationships. All of our landowners we've been in contact with over the course of the last eight years. Uh, The Gowings, where our current pilot is, are great supporters of ours. And I'm pleased to say that it's been quite a symbiotic relationship there where we now have a a central pivot irrigation system which is under construction which will assist them with the water that we get from our pumping of our pilot, will assist them in their agricultural endeavours. It's really important to understand that our water that we produce is incredibly high quality and can be used for ir- irrigation purposes. So you can see we're very excited that not only where most companies have a problem with disposal of water, we have the infrastructure to hold 150 megalitres of water, But we also have these pivots, for irrigation systems, which can
1: also on a daily basis get rid of water that we don't want to use, and it will be put to good use. So our project, what are are the things that are important to a CSG
2: asset? Um, There are three very, very important things. And that's the resource concentration, which refers to the thickness and the gas content of that of that coal. So you can see on the right hand side, there's our acid if you like, there is what we we drill through when we go through. Currently our lateral program is going through that R3 scene. You can see here I'm hitting with my uh, pointer here. So all over though we have a net coal thickness of 19 metres. We're drilling down to about a thousand metres. The gas content is fantastic at 5.3 cubic metres per tonne. the next thing that you really need to do is, even though you've got the coal, you've got the thickness and you've got, you've got gas in there, you want to make sure that you've got productivity. Really important here. And if that productivity has got the thickness and the permeability. And our permeability is 45 millidarcies, which i point out here, which is more than enough with respect to permeability. The third thing that you really want to focus on here when you're looking at what makes a really great CSG asset is the pressure drawdown in the coal. And that really refers to well design. So let me just take you through where we have been
1: uh, with respect to this asset. So here is our current pilot and what's been happening with it. You'll notice here in the bottom right-hand corner,
2: this is our existing uh, five-spot lateral pilot. This has been operating since November last year with full drawdown pumps, and we are producing about six thousand liters of water, barrels of water per day, and about three hundred, uh, sorry, thirty MCF of gas per day. Sub-commercial, but what it has shown, it's been consistent over the last seven or eight, nine months. Uh, it continues to produce strongly, and what we've done by using this particular pilot and these laterals, is to achieve a very significant 80% drawdown to critical desorption. This is extremely important for anyone listening. Why? Because our six-pot pilot, which we are about to embark upon, will start from 85% towards critical desorption. Critical desorption equals gas. So we are 85% of the way there. This new pilot will take us there. So for all of those listening, we are almost there we start drilling in three to four weeks. Mid-September, we will start drilling. We have this well 17A, which we drilled just recently, which was the breakthrough well. That gave us the understanding to get to the point where we realised we're draining from all of those coals that I showed you in the previous slide. So the Betts Creek coals, those seven coal seams that you saw, that sequence is isolated. From any other significant aquifer. One of the great concerns is that because of the area in which we operate and the size in which we operate, we might be draining from aquifers outside of our control. But now we've discovered categorically that we have got that into an isolated format and then we can draw down that, that area around that lateral area, that lateral program that I explained before. This simplifies and reduces the capital cost of future drilling. And most importantly, this uh, has allowed us to target a larger reserve. So this is what we're doing. This is the upcoming appraisal program. You can see, as per my previous uh, uh, slide, here is the lateral program. This is running horizontal along that R3 scene. And here is 17A, which was that breakthrough well, that gave us all that information that let us understand that we had great desorption through all of those seams. Here are the five spot vertical, very simple, straightforward verticals that will be going down around here to give uh, greater strength to, to this area. So in this area, these five, these five vertical wells will be drilled around this existing pilot, as you can see, and completed over a full, full beds Creek section. Uh, That rig has been contracted, is moving to site, and will uh, commence, as I've mentioned before, in mid-September. All the long-lead items for drilling, completion, surface connections are now ordered or in stock. Uh, Landowner agreements are in place, and lease preparation is now underway. So you can see it's a very exciting time for us. I want to reiterate to you that we've got 85% towards critical desorption. Critical desorption equals gas. And this six-spot vertical
1: pilot program will assist us in getting to that critical desorption level. Now, not only do we have this uh, fantastic area uh, called
2: Glenaris, where our Glenaris pilot is, but here what you can see is this 4,000 square kilometres is a lot more. So what we're hoping to get once we get to critical desorption is to get towards 800 to 1,000, petajoules of gas. Uh, that is a large, large and will contribute significantly to the East Coast gas shortage, which is forecast to a start in 2022. What we've got also here is, as you can see on the left-hand side, we've got Crossmore with the potential of 650 PJs and Glenaris West with another 250. So uh, with this current program we're doing in the Glenaris pilot, get us to that 1,000 petajoules, uh, the next stage for us will be to take that to 1,500 petajoules and potentially 2,000 petajoules. remains to be seen, but what, what I can tell you is we're going after those areas. These, this acreage, you must remember, is similar in size to some of the most amazing producing fields like Springfield, Gully, Spring Gully, Fairview and the Undulla Nose developments, which is uh, you know, have, have produced so much gas going into the system today. Currently, the only production testing in the permit has been in a five-kilometer band. Uh, so we'll be able to look at all of these other potential areas. Very exciting. Just quickly on the other two assets. So it's just not a one-hit wonder here. We we also have the Cumbarilla gas asset. Here we have we own this again, a hundred percent. It's three hundred and eighty odd square kilometers. Of high value exploration acreage, it's close to a lot of top tier production assets, as you can see there. Um, its existing pipeline ties are less than ten kilometres away. Uh, the nearby Iron Bark at CSG field, purchased by APLNG in 2019, was for 231 million, approximately about a dollar 79 per gigajoule, uh, and you know we're aiming for 800 to 1,000 petajoules. Uh, the 2D seismic three is complete. And we're in advanced stage chatting to potential, we get, we're obviously swapping data, but we're potential joint venture parties. We will take a free carry on this. We won't spend any more money on this, but it has potential upside for us. Uh, our third string to our bow is Springshore. Again, a large area of exploration. Uh, it's right next to the Denison Trough. Any of those that know this area would be aware that the Denison Trough is a great producer of gas. So you can see all around we've got infrastructure
1: uh, within Kuwe, where our tenement is. So in summary, our focus is on a large high growth East Coast gas asset. It, it is 100% owned by ourselves. And I want to reiterate that the success of our current exploration play or development play will get
2: us towards a reserve going from that 2C contingent resource to a 2P reserve of between 800 and 1,000 petajoules. I have the team to make sure that happens. I talked about the board before, but we also have a management team with uh, the likes of Milton Cooper running our, our finances. Gerard Ryan running our operations, and other people on the the ground. A very, very good team, know what they're doing, and are going after it. We're working within a structurally short gas market. really important to see that we're moving into an upward-moving gas price. Um, We've got positions across multiple prospective basins. You know, it's not a one-hit wonder, but let me emphasize the focus is on Glenaris. It's a huge asset. We've got the team to make it happen and we're almost there. We've got channels to market. I didn't mention to you before that we have an MRU with Gemina, and they will go, they, they have their uh, pipeline envisaged. Once we come on stream, run right past that tenement, right
1: past it. And I have the strong financial position to make it all happen. Uh, and thank you. Any questions?
0: There are some questions. Uh, thanks uh, very much, Ray. Um, first question is from Greg. Um, if you achieve your stated uh, P2 reserves, um, eight hundred to one hundred petajoules, um, what would that translate into in terms of share price? I guess um, he's probably got a financial model up in front of him, Ray, and uh, trying to uh, trying to trying to model the model the future.
2: Well, I'm sure he is, but uh, I'd love to see his model, but. You can only go on what historically has happened in the past. Uh, I'll tell you two things that are really important for any of your listeners. One is that when Narrabri was bought by Santos uh, back in two thousand and eleven, it was bought when gas prices were two dollars a gigajoule, and they paid a billion dollars for that. Similar sorts of size. Of course, our gas prices are, are way way higher than that, and and the last purchase was Ironbark, which uh, was bought by APL&G, and they bought that at $1.79, I believe, uh, a gigajoule. Uh, so I'll, I'll let your listeners and, and Greg do his own financial model, but you know, if you even we got to the lower side of our predictions of 800 petajoules, it's 800 times a number higher than a
1: dollar. Uh, and I'll remind you that my market cap is still uh, under $150 million. Yeah, very, uh,
0: very exciting. Uh, two timing-related questions from Murray and Andre, um, just relating to to the drilling. When will um, when will that drilling be completed? Um, and uh, how long uh, until desorption, uh, critical desorption target is reached? Yeah, good, very good. Of course,
2: you know we are dealing in the resources sector, and things can get blown out, as we all know. But Uh, The intended plan is that we'll start drilling in mid-September, i.e. only weeks away. And then we would expect uh, the five uh, vertical wells, complementary to seven today, which is already drilled, that will take about five weeks. Uh, One week per well, we would envisage. Uh, And then what we've got to do after that is we have to put all the surface equipment together, a lot of which is already there, but there's a lot of surface equipment that needs to be put in place we have to commission each of those wells and production tests, which could take another couple of weeks, and then we will turn on our pumps and uh, we will hope
1: that we get what we're after. So sometime after that, and certainly before Christmas, we should see some progress in this area.
0: Okay, just coming back to uh, the 2P reserves, um, uh, assuming that's uh, done and dusted and achieved, what, uh, what, what are the next steps ex- steps for the company that comes from Rob. Next steps from the company
2: is, of course, we're, what we're doing here is uh, this drilling campaign, uh, which was complementary to the lateral drills that we've gotten. Um, so as I mentioned before, we're at 85% towards critical desorption. This current drilling campaign, we we assume and, and hope, and the modelling from Sean is uh, indicated, Will get us to that magic critical desorption. Um, Once we've got to that that level, we, as I've mentioned before in one of my previous slides, we'll probably try and increase that from the 800 to 1,000 that we've mentioned to the market. We'd like to increase that to 1,500 and above. That will be our next steps to go to Crossmore, Glenaris West.
1: Uh, We've got plenty to go after just in that one region. And of course, we have Springshore, we have Cumberilla. Right. Um, question from Tony. Are you connecting to existing pipelines when
0: production commences? Well, that, that's the uh, MOU with Gemina.
2: So Gemina, once we firm up our 800 to 1,000 PJs uh, as, a, as a reserve, Gemina have already done all of the preliminary work uh, to put the pipeline in uh, that goes right past our doorstep. So connecting up is, is not a problem for us anymore. With that MOU with Gemini,
0: right? Fantastic. Just a, and just a last question, uh, just relating to the costs of, um, of of the drilling. I'm not sure if there's a, a particular uh, well that they are asking about. Um, what's the estimated the cost of the new wells? Is the question? So, so what we've got here, they're pretty simple, simple wells that we're
2: we're drilling down here. But suffice to say. It's not just the cost of the well. It's all the connection material and uh, the surface equipment, the pumps. A lot of those long-lead items like the pumps we have already. We envisaged all of this happening the way we intended, and therefore we bought a lot of the equipment up front. So what we're looking at is a, a, a program which is probably somewhere between, uh, you know, ten and $15 million in this current process.
0: Okay. Look, very, very good, Ray. Thanks very much. And um, perhaps just a, a final word uh, from your
1: side. Yeah. Well, as I said, this is a very large asset. Um, it's in a structurally uh, poor
2: gas environment. We look like having a shortage in the not too distant future, and that asset that we we are working at the moment can deliver somewhere between eight hundred and a thousand petajoules uh, to those. That don't know, and I mentioned before, uh, last sale prices were around a dollar seventy nine. Um, so you can do your own math on that. And most importantly, most importantly, is that we've done most of the hard work. To begin with we've r- largely de-risked this asset. This six well vertical pilot, additional pilot we're putting overlaying on the lateral pilot that already exists, is
1: to assist it to get to critical desorption, and hence. Yes.